Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back. Here we are, episode 12, first episode of 2020 of Yes Way with myself, Daniel Weingarten, or as some may say, Daniel Wingarten, who is some, some are those that speak to me in Spanish and introduce themselves and say, hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Todo bien contigo? And I'm like, yeah, todo bien, güey, ¿qué onda contigo? And then they're like, yo, I'm your father, don't call me way, Daniel, and I go, copy, I got it, I got it. Um, anyway, hope things have been good with all of y'all. Um, I've been, uh, I took a bit of a hiatus, uh, from the last episode near the last year, kind of wanted to regroup, reformat things, freshen things up, get excited about the whole thing. Kind of felt like I got myself into a rut creatively, but I'm back and I'm feeling good and I'm excited to, you know, start cranking out some new episodes and uh, continuing to connect with all y'all and do some of the new things that I've uh, I've kind of figured out uh, and worked on and we'll see if they work and hopefully they do and hopefully you enjoy them. If you don't, well, welcome to the internet. There's gonna be someone, some somewhere in this comment section, there's gonna be someone that's like, nope, horrible, nah. All right, bro, I put a lot of work into it, so give me some credit for that, maybe, maybe. I, all right, I don't know if this is gonna be good. We don't know where we're going. I have an idea of where we're going, but I don't know how it's gonna be, so let's just see. Um, real quick, uh, stand-up dates, uh, you can find them at danielweingarten.com, at my website, you can buy tickets. Right now, the only date that we have confirmed is next Wednesday uh, in Sacramento at Laughs Unlimited, so if you live in Sacramento, you wanna come out to a comedy show, come on out. Do that. It's gonna be a good time. We're booking the rest of the dates for the rest of the year. I'm planning on doing more cities than I did in 2019. I'm very excited to come back to cities that I've been to before and to go to new cities that I've never been to. So yeah, I'm very excited for all that. Stay tuned. I'll you know talk about new dates when you know as I get them and uh, I'll announce them on the podcast and on my page and all that good stuff. Blah 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 blah. And yeah. It's so funny. I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. I announced it uh, on my page. I was like, I'm coming back with the pod. And uh, with the pod. <laughs> Such a douche. With the pod, pod. Um, and then I got food poisoning. And I almost didn't think that I was going to be able to record this. And I just, I, I'm so glad that I was able to muscle through it. Food poisoning has always been one of my top fears. I got three fears, dying in a nuclear explosion, dying in an airplane crash, and food poisoning, um, and also getting attacked by a squirrel. Those are four, but you know, there's more. I got a lot of fears, uh, but food poisoning for some reason, always a big fear of mine. I'm always worried about it. I always take precautions, precautionary measures to make sure that I don't get food poisoning, and yet somehow, some way, right, it, it happened, right? And it happened at a nice restaurant too. Happened at a nice one. All right. I uh, I cook my chicken to 165 degrees. I wash my vegetables. You know, I, I try not to eat in super sketchy places. And if I eat in super sketchy places, because I know it's going to be delicious. All right. Look, you got a cart, right? You're using a shopping cart to make some to make some delicious tacos, right? Some delicious tortas, I don't know what, whatever you're doing, some bacon wrap hot dogs maybe, I'm probably still going to eat that, okay? But outside of that, I try my best to take precautionary measures, and yet somehow I got it, and not as bad, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, 
I thought it was going to be bad. I learned that when I throw up, my the sound that I make resembles as if I am undergoing an exorcism, but it's like a Jewish exorcism, and it's just, it's like, ah, but it's also like, ah, I make a vault, uh, but not as bad. Throwing up, not not so bad. It hurts on the throat, um, got a headache, cry a little, but then ready to play, ready to get back in the game, so... That happened. I hope you all had a nice holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate, or if you do not believe in a God, I uh, hope you just had a good time with your family. Um, I went on a trip uh, with Zoe. We went on a trip to Arizona uh, for a week. Never been. Never been to Arizona. Well, I've been to Arizona, but I've been to like Phoenix and Scottsdale, uh, and we went to Sedona, uh, and then we went to the Grand Canyon and then like Antelope Canyon. And what we did was during the trip, we put our phones away. Like we turned the phones off. We checked them once a day to make sure that nobody died. Nothing crazy was happening. And outside of that, we didn't have our phones. And it was remarkable. It was amazing. But you also learn how much people are on their phones all of the time. Now, look, I'm going to sound, I'm warning you, I'm going to sound judgy. Right now, I'm gonna be judgmental, but I want to put a little, a little, a little note next to the judgment. I'm also judging myself, okay? Because everything I'm about to judge, I know that I do it too. I know I am aware that I do it. My screen time on my phone—that is, <laughs> if you could be arrested for being on your screen too much, I'm in jail. All right, give me a felony for just scrolling on Twitter too many times. What are you getting, Daniel? What are you getting? I'm on it too much, but people are on it too much. And we we went on we were going on hikes, you know, because that's what you do there. You hike, you go on hikes. And I remember we were going up to this place. Yeah, it's called Devil's Bridge. And people take photos when they get up there naturally. And on the way down, I overheard someone saying, "I mean, the whole point of this is to get the photo, and the photo isn't even that good." No. The point isn't the photo. You can take a photo. Take the photo. The photo's nice, all right? Maybe it's not the best photo in the world, but it's pretty cool. It's a cool photo, but the point isn't the photo. The, the point is the hike and what, like, Earth has done, right? The the geology of it all. Do I understand it? No. Am I amazed by it? Yeah. Yo, it's just Kate. <laughs> the Earth has got curves. The Earth is beautiful that's the point not whether it's good enough to fit onto your collage on your instagram cubes that's not the point the point is the earth appreciate the earth that's the point anyway right afterwards got back on my phone so now i'm back and my screen time my screen time's down i think i cut it by like 40 percent i cut my screen time by about like 40 percent. it's better but it needs improvement um, after the trip though, we were driving back and the drive from Antelope Canyon to LA is like eight and a half hours. And on the way back to LA is Vegas. So we're like, why don't we stop in Vegas for a night? And I, here's the thing real quick. I'm not a fan of Vegas. I don't love Vegas. Uh, I'm not a big like party, you know, guy. I don't, I don't, that's just not my thing. I don't feel like going and listening to a DJ, uh, who's wearing a, a mask that resembles a cookie crisp. Uh, or a marshmallow. That's a real thing, but I'm sure there's I'm sure there's DJ Cookie Crisp out out in the world DJing somewhere. Not looking to do that. Uh, 
I used to gamble a lot, so I try not to gamble. So it's just not, it's not, it's not for me. I used to, I used to be the party guy. I used to gamble a lot. I used to do all those things. Vegas used to love it. Now, not so much. And, but we stopped there anyway, because like, Vegas is cool because you could get a nicer hotel room for cheap. It's around Christmas at that time. So, you know, you were able to get discounted rates. We checked in uh, at the, I won't say the the hotel, um, but it's, uh, it, it, it rhymes with the, uh, it's the Palazzo. And <laughs> we stayed at the Palazzo, which is a very nice hotel. And we got like a great deal, which I was very proud of. I'm always proud of getting deals. Okay, when I get a deal, I tell the world about the deal that I got. I'm like, oh, this sweater, J. Crew on sale four years ago, seven dollars retail price, forty nine ninety nine. I'm proud of getting up on corporations. I'm proud of 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 being able to wait out to be able to get a good deal. This case got a got a room there. Very nice, you know, it's all sweets there. Got it, it was like $123 a night. Wonderful, good deal, very happy. Now, what I didn't check, because I'm an idiot, is obviously there's the resort fee. So there's a resort fee on top of that. But when we checked into the hotel, what was on the bed? Eyelashes, that's right, fake fake eyelashes, all right? And they're like glittery, fake eyelashes. And they were like neat, like the bed was made and then you know how there's like that drapey thing at the end of the bed? I guess it's like the thing that you never use and they never wash and it's for sure covered in cum. Like <laughs> just just cum and sadness and cocaine, like that thing. So it, in this case, it was all those invisible things and then also eyelashes, glittery eyelashes. And when I saw that, my brain went off and I'm like, oh, we're going to get something something for free, hopefully. Um, but at the very least, I'm, I'm going to go down. And I'm gonna I'm gonna connect because here's the thing I you know I, I went down and I my my personal philosophy when it comes to dealing with anyone that works in customer service is just be nice to them you know they're they're trying to do their job they got a life this isn't their business they're just trying to do the best they can do it's whatever you're complaining about generally not their fault so just be nice and if they can help you they're probably gonna help you and they're more likely to help you if you're kind along the way. So I go down, I'm like, listen, man, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, even though I was making a big deal out of it. I was like, I'm a bit of a, you know, a germaphobe, a bit of a hypochondriac, and we found some eyelashes on the bed. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let me see what we can do. He proceeded to give me two options because they couldn't find another room to put us in. So he's like, I can get the sheets changed right away. And then uh, we can waive the resort fee for both nights. So he waived the resort for both nights. Bang, winning in Vegas, all right? Didn't go down to the tables, didn't 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 bet a money line, didn't didn't try to do some crazy parlay for $15 that pays out 1200. Didn't have to do that. No. Bang, money in my pocket, money I was going to spend, didn't have to spend. I'm winning. They came up, they changed the sheets, tipped out nice. Uh she was also like at first at first the, the maid came up and she's like, "Oh yeah, Get his, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, she, she was from Mexico and we were talking uh, and she's like, do you want me to just, just clean, you know, clean out the pillows? Um, and I was like, well, there was like the eyelashes and she saw the eyelashes and she looked at me and she's like, I, okay, no, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to fix the whole bed. Because that's the thing also about Vegas. Like, you don't know who was in that hotel room the night before. And the chances that some dirty, dirty, dirty things were going down the night before 
statistically very high. Like there was a good chance that there was some dude named Mark and uh, a woman named Destiny doing some things that may be within their destinies, but may also be against the law. Most likely uh, against the law. Definitely um, good, good probability of it. I feel like the amount of felonies that people get away with per capita is the highest in Las Vegas, which leads me to the first segment of this podcast. So, you know, the, the podcast I told you, I'm, I'm trying to like freshen up a little bit, change things up, make it interesting for me, f- organize it a little bit more. Um, so in the beginning, I'm just gonna talk to you about what's going on in my life, things that are on my mind, blah, blah, blah. And then um, we're gonna start off this week with this first one, uh, this first segment, which is No Mommy's Way. No Mommy's Way. No mommy's way. That's right. No mommy's way. Uh, otherwise uh, known, it's a very popular Mexican slang uh, phrase that maybe uh, many of you are uh, acquainted with, that many of you know. Um, but uh, which the nice version of it, which I always say is like, hey, don't pull my leg, bro. Or like, ah, you got to be kidding me, bro. Or like, ah, fuck you, bro. But like in a in a nice way. But in this quick case, uh, it is my pet peeve of the week, no mommy's way, no lo puedo creer, que estas diciendo, en serio, en serio, no mommy's way, like that kind of attitude, it's my grumpy, curmudgeon like I don't understand this, why do people do this, thought of the week, and this week goes back to Vegas, and it is me being unable to understand how and why parents bring their children to Las Vegas, why that is a family vacation. I don't understand it, okay? And some of them look like good parents, all right? Some of them definitely look like degenerates. They look like they're they're trying to uh, turn their life around with a prayer, and they're saying, well, you know, they look like the type of parents that are making excuses. Well, I think Vegas is good because there's like Circus Circus. I don't even know if Circus Circus is still a thing, but like, you know, it's like we could go to Paris and they go like an Eiffel Tower and then we also go to Italy, babe. And you know, it's like Venice and uh, they got they got the, you know, the Venetian, the gondola and they're singing and we could take the kids on the gondola ride and they can sing and then uh, we could go to the Mirage. They got the, they could, you know, and then there's the fire and then there's the pyramids at the Luxor and then uh, the Bellagio water fountain. It's like a tree around the world in one place and also I could bet our mortgage and maybe change our lives around but probably ruin it in the process because I don't know what I'm really doing like that's what I feel like some of them are just pure fucking degenerates that are using it as an excuse just like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems just Howard Ratner just fucking betting the money line and the points and the under just fucking all of it just like a crazy like i'm gonna bet the more i I got a crazy bet i disagree i disagree this is how i win nobody this is how you lose okay i just what good family time are you getting there You're going to place a bet, even if you're not at the table, so you're going to place a sports bet, and then you're just on ESPN refreshing every 10 seconds on, on the fucking Pistons game, and you're not even a Pistons fan. How do I know this? Because I've done it. Because I've done it. Because I I have degenerate tendencies. So I understand the why, where, where that, where the, nothing good is coming from it, all right? Vegas Vacation, that movie? That's the best case scenario. The dad loses everything, and then the kids and the wife save the day. Although the wife does does cheat on him, um, doesn't he? With Wayne Newton, that's, I think I think that's that. My memory serves me right. So that's a messed up family. See, not a good family. 
goes to Vegas, doesn't work out, okay? Go to Bronson. That's the thing, right? Bronson, Missouri, is that correct? Go to Bronson. Go to Disney World. Go, go. I mean, I don't, I'm going to say Florida is better than Vegas, and Florida is Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. I mean, where crimes, the where the crimes committed are out of a simulation is better than taking your family to Las Vegas because the chances of a felony taking place in the room next door is very high, significantly higher. Also, you're walking down the street. There's drunk people. Everyone's coked out of their minds. People are either super sad or super happy. There's no even keel people spending their time in Vegas. Everyone is on a fucking up or down. There's people handing out business cards for escorts. My parents took me to Vegas. Yeah, they took me to Vegas. That was a mistake. You think I didn't get some of those escort business cards? Yeah, dude, I was 12 years old. I And the dude handed them, handed them to me. He 100% handed it to me. He doesn't care. Hey, 12 year old, maybe your dad will see this later and he'll get something, you know? And I took those 12, I, I had those escort business cards, all right? What I did with them, what do you think I did with them? I was 12. I committed a felony, okay? Not one by law, but one by God. I committed a God, ungodly felony with those escort business cards. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I feel it's not even like super affordable. Like granted, you could get like a buffet for $12, but like shit's expensive. Okay. It's not, you know, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand it. Maybe somebody can explain it to me, but I don't see how, I don't see how your family gets closer and, and, and stronger in their bond in Vegas. I just, that's, you know, I stand by it. Stand by it, all right? Sure. Can you go see some cool shows and get some good food? Yeah. But you know where else you could also do that? New York, all right? May not be Cirque du Soleil, but go ahead and watch Waitress and have a good steak. And also, you're still going to be surrounded by cokeheads because it's just finance people. But like, <laughs> but, but, I think more cultured. I still think better. There's history, you know? There's, is New York, New York, what's Las Vegas, I mean, I don't want to shit on Vegas, you know, people live outside of Vegas, people that live outside of Vegas, how often do they go into like the Vegas that people visit, probably not that often, you know why, because nothing good ends there, okay, for some people it does, all right, but things ending well in Vegas for you, like truly ending like well, like a hundred, that's like getting into the NBA, that's like being a professional athlete, okay, it's possible but it's unlikely. Now, am I just a bitter bitch because I've just had bad Vegas experiences? Maybe. Maybe. But point being, don't bring your kids. There's a better there are better places in this world, right? That are both that are that are just gonna be better for your family and even financially just make more sense. So with that being said, that is the end of this of this week's segment of No Mommy's Way. Um now we're gonna move on to a, another segment, uh, which is called Dirty Talk, baby. We gonna, we gonna get dirty. We gonna get dirty. You gonna be dirty, we gonna be a little bit dirty. Um, whenever people find out that I speak Spanish, uh, the first thing they always ask me is to tell them how to either say like a curse word or something dirty in Spanish, something that's inappropriate. I don't know why, um, 
I it's like is that is that how you're gonna get someone to speak Spanish to like 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 you so your plan your the all you want to be equipped with when it comes to communicating with someone in Spanish is either the ability to yell at them angrily or to say things that are like further down the seduction timeline you know because you're not saying like super dirty sexy stuff right off the top unless you're a creep in which case nah. But those are the two things. But for some reason, people want to know them. That's great. Uh, but this week, uh, I'm going to start. I want to talk about something which I actually recently discovered. This isn't something that I like grew up really knowing. I think it's because I grew up in the States. And uh, it's a pretty like Mexican thing. Obviously, they exist outside of Mexico. But uh, they're called albures. Albures. Is that what I'm saying that correctly? Albures. Albures mexicanos. Um, un albur. Uh, A-L-B-U-R is the singular version, A-L-B-U-R-E-S, is the plural version, and um, yeah, so these are pretty much like double entendres in Spanish, uh, and uh, for some reason, a lot of the time, they have to do with food, so you could either look at them, and they're like, sometimes they just look like very common things that you would say in Spanish, but they have a sexual connotation to them if you look at it with those eyes and from that angle. Like pretty much, if you're if you're a dirty motherfucker, if you put it through put it through the filth, you will see the filth. But if you're a saint, you'll just see the light. Uh, so anyway, these are uh, these are just a few of them. I'm gonna go through them. We'll talk about them, and maybe you'll learn some albures, um, some albures mexicanos. I would not suggest uh, going into you know a cab in uh, in La Ciudad de México and CDMX and CDMX and uh, just dropping in with your cab driver. Maybe be a little a uh, little weird if that's you're just like hello, uh, take me to the Hilton. Also, está descongelado el bistec. So yeah. We'll get to that one too, but let's start with the first one. I wrote these down. I don't have them memorized, so I am reading them off of my phone. Yes. Um, okay. First one. ¿Cuál es la diferencia entre una silla y un pulpo? So that's a question. That is the the setup, and uh, the meaning of that is what's the difference between a chair and an octopus? The answer: El pulpo tiene tentáculos y la silla tentáculos. So. It's a play on words, tentáculos, which is uh, tentacles, um, and then tentáculos, culos, uh, which is touches backsides, touches asses. So el, pretty much, what's the difference between a chair and an octopus? Um, the octopus has tentacles, and the chair touches backsides. ¿Cuál es la diferencia entre una silla y un pulpo? El pulpo tiene tentáculos, y la silla tentáculos. So, um... What's the difference between a chair and octopus? Octopus got tentacles. Chair be getting that ass. That's it. That that's that's like a play on words, but um, also I loved in the translation. I went to a website researching this. Uh, the, the 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 translation in English they don't always translate great but the translation in English was the octopus has tentacles and the tear ch- touches backsides and then it's a dash to be polite uh, I love that they are bringing politeness into it because uh, what follows <sighs> man it uh let's just go to number two all right number two ya se descongeló el bistec okay the uh the beef has uh has defrosted, defrozen, thawed, all right? El bistec, thawed, all right? 
I took it out of the freezer, I put it in the sink, I need it ready for dinner. Or, that also doubles for, I was in a very cold swimming pool, and my manhood shriveled up to the size of a baby oyster, and now it has thawed out and gone from not a shower to a grower. Moving on. Number three, no es lo mismo huele. No, this one, the, this one, the grammar threw me off on here. I just, I just copy and pasted these. Okay. No es lo mismo huele a trastes que a traste huele. What the fuck, dude? What, who is sitting down and thinking of these things? Okay. No es lo mismo huele a trastes. Wouldn't it be oler? Ole a trastes? Here's what you guys got to know. All right. I speak Spanish. I can hold a conversation. I can be funny in Spanish too. I can do jo all these things, but sometimes I'm still, it's still, it's still not the best. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to correct me. And that's fine. I'll learn. I'll adapt. But you should know this. Okay. So pretty much this is saying it's not the same to smell dishes than for someone to smell you from behind. Yeah. That doesn't seem clever to me. It's not the same to smell dishes. I mean, all you're really doing is huele atrás this. Unless, here's the possibility, is it possible that, because it's H-U-E-L-E, -E, that that's a different, that's not, that there, there's like a, that's like a, it has a double meaning, where it's like huele and huele, but those are, those mean two different things, and that's the play on words. It's possible that this is actually very clever, and I'm stupid. Very, very, more than likely, more than likely, uh, I'm always willing, if I had to bet between me being correct and me being wrong, I'm going to bet on me being wrong, especially when it comes to Spanish, 100%. Okay, uh, so that's pretty much not the same to smell dishes and uh, for someone to smell you from behind. Uh, not the same, but they could be because it just depends. What were on these dishes? How long have these dishes been sitting around? And when was the last time that you cleaned your booty hole? You wash your booty hole? Do you use... Baby wipes. I don't know why they call them baby wipes. They should just be wipes, okay? Because they're not just for babies. Adults should use wipes. You got you got to clean your booty hole. Got to clean your booty hole. <laughs> you cleaning your booty hole? I'm cleaning my booty hole. Someone could edit that. However they like. But I stand by it. Got to clean your booty hole. Okay. So on that note, now we're going to go to the super fun segment. Uh, I think it's going to be super fun. Uh, I hope I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little different. We're going to leave the podcast studio right now. And by podcast studio, I mean my dining room uh, where I record this. And we're going to go off, uh, off site right now to play a couple games with a special guest um, this week. So the two games we're going to play are the uh, the three-minute interview. I say three-minute interview. To be honest, I don't know how long these interviews actually end up being. Maybe more, maybe less. But I feel like calling it the three-minute interview sounds good. Um, so with that note, let's go off right now. Head off with our special guest to do the three-minute interview. All right, everybody, and welcome to the three-minute interview with our special guest, Francisco Ramos. Francisco. Hey. What's up, buddy? How thanks, are you? Thanks, I'm good, Thanks man. for doing this. Thanks for having me. It's fun. A three-minute interview. Three-minute interview That's in pretty, your apartment. In this my apartment. This is where we are That's right as, now. That's as, as much as you can get. It's like, pretty, it's like, pretty you convenient. You come to me, three minutes, I mean, it's like literally like... You have to go nowhere. Yeah, and also it's like, it's so easy. So like, it's so, I mean, it's for me. I, like, say, it's, like, I say it's I, three, it might be ten. 
Oh, okay. Well, or uh, it might be one. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't well. know how long this is gonna last. Oh, wow. I have no guarantees. All right, all right. Okay, but are you ready? I'm ready. You want to just hop into it? Sure. Because I feel like we're already 45 seconds in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I, thought it was I, like, I feel like we're. I the feel three like, minutes are pretty oh, much when done. when it starts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. just go ahead. Let's not waste any time. Let's all jump right. into it. All right. So first question. Are we ready? I'm ready. We're gonna time it. We're starting in three. Two, one, and who would make a better detective, Barbara Streisand or Anne Hathaway? Uh, oh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, all right, puppies or pupusas? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say puppies. All right. Yeah, because yeah. you got one right there. This one right there. Right out of frame. Yeah. Uh, all right. What <laughs> keeps you up at night? Uh, thinking about pupusas. Thinking about pupusas. <laughs> all right. If you could change one of these things, which would it be? The climate or your personality? Oh, uh, man, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm tough. Not, not because it's like either one is for the whole world and one is just for me. So, like, I'm going to Are you say, unhappy with your personality? No, I'm not. But I'm just... But I could change a couple of stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I think improve. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, let's go for the climate so people live. Okay, sounds good. Love it. All right. <laughs> Selflessness. All right. Uh, the first joke that you remember writing. Uh, I was about tea, like how to make, like, how, like why there are instructions on how to make tea because it's so simple. It's kind of like take it out, put it in hot water. That's it. That was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Who would you rather get into a road rage, road rage altercation with, Larry David or Adam Sandler? Oh, Larry David, a hundred percent. I mean, because I would just be laughing all the time, and I mean, I'll try to be like, hey, can it just be? Because if, if he hit me, I'd be like, look, you don't have to pay me anything. Forget insurance, you just gotta get me in an episode of Curb. Love it. Uh, one thing you were supposed to discover when you, when one thing you were surprised to discover when you came to America from Venezuela? Um, that it was very similar to TV. Like when I went to school, everything was very like, uh, you know, I used to watch Save by the Bell in Venezuela, and then, I re and then when I got to school, I was like, oh, they got lockers, they got nerds, they got cool kids, they got jugs. I was like, this is the same. I was very surprised. I thought it was a lie. All right. Last one. Most traumatic child memory. Go. Most what? Child, most traumatic childhood oh, memory. Man. Uh, I think when I went to, uh, I was in uh, like uh, fifth grade or fourth grade in Venezuela. There was like a, I used to be in a, in an old boys school and they did like this haunted house. And they, uh, you know, it was like all basically the seniors scaring little kids, you know, because everything was together in Venezuela. It was like from first grade to senior. And I went to the, you know, to the haunted house, and I mean, it was like traumatic because they just, they would just hit me with like, not hit me, but like you have to crawl Jeez. in. <laughs> <No, man. laughs> the most no, I got beat the shit out of by a couple kids. <laughs> no, no, they would, it would have to crawl in, and they, it was very scary, and I was claustrophobic, and I was like, I gotta, you know, so that was very traumatic. All right, and time. All right, uh, so that was the three minute interview. Keep it going for Francisco Ramos, everybody. <laughs> All right, so that was the three minute interview. Now we're. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna play the taco truck game show that is where we're gonna go back with our special guest and we're gonna play a game very similar to what you might see on family feud i'm gonna ask him six questions right like you see in the fast money round on family feud i surveyed a hundred people and based on that survey if he answers the questions you know based with the popularity of the answers that the people in the survey answered then i will give him ten dollars to spend at a taco truck and get whatever he wants so with that said let's move on head back with our special guest for the taco truck game show 
All right, everybody, and welcome to the Taco Truck Game Show, where I hear, I'm going to ask, I hear, that's a, I, where I hear, because I'm, I'm, I'm in olden times, uh, I'm going to ask Francisco uh, six questions, and he's going to give me an answer for these six questions. Now, we surveyed 100 people asking them these six questions. They gave us their answers. We tallied those up. Francisco, if you get over 200 uh, points in this game, okay. you are going to win $10, wow. uh, which you could use at a taco truck and a taco truck only. How will I know that you use it at a taco truck yeah. only? I won't. Okay. But trust and honesty, Francisco. Trust and honesty. Okay. The, can it just be Mexican food? It can be whatever. Okay. I mean, I guess if it's a taco truck, I mean, whatever. Just at a, at a food truck. Support local businesses. Oh, got it, got it, With got the it. $10. Okay, okay. All right. Just don't go to like Target and like, you know. No, no, no. Make it worthwhile. All right. All right. So these six questions, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to put uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Uh, and we're going to start in three, two, one. Something Mexicans drink on Christmas Day. Uh, 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 eggnog? I don't know. Eggnog, okay. A New Year's Eve superstition. Uh, you got to uh, drink the, take the grapes. Eat the, gra Eat the 12 grapes? grapes? All right. Grapes. Uh, the most teal slash uncle name. So like teal blank. Uh, teal loco. Teal loco, okay. Um, something you put in tamales. Hot sauce. Hot sauce, okay. Uh, what you call someone you don't like in Spanish? Pendejo. Pendejo, all right. And final question, a celebrity closest to being a saint? Huh. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, all right. Ding, 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 ding. That was less than 60 seconds, I'm sure. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead. We're gonna tally these up and come back in a second. Nice. All right, now we are back. Francisco, we're going to go through all these answers. Number one, something Mexicans drink on Christmas. You said eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no? I, I, feel like, no. I feel like you substituted Mexicans for just like <laughs> Irish Catholics <laughs> in Illinois yeah. uh, for that one. So eggnog, uh, zero. Zero, zero people put eggnog. Uh, some of the top answers, uh, champurrado, right? Uh, Mexican hot chocolate, 31 I, points. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Uh, ponche. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, coffee. What? Okay. Yeah, atole. Co what's atole? Atole is like a like a corn hot cornmeal. Oh, drink. okay. Yeah, uh, Coke, uh, tequila, beer, cerveza. You know, mm. those are some points. Some of the wow. answers that All we right. got. So zero. Not not a great start. Damn. But we're gonna keep pushing forward. Okay. Uh, next up, a New Year's Eve superstition. You said eating the twelve grapes. Yeah. And that was the number one answer. Nice. So that is 40 points okay. for Francisco. All right. All right, so 40 points, we're getting there. Uh, I'm gonna say real quick, during this break, I realized 200 points is impossible I know. to achieve uh, with with the with the number of responses that we got for those questions. Like even if you got all number one answers, 200 points- Wouldn't in, even add up. Wouldn't even add up. Oh. So that's my bad. So we're gonna bring it down. Uh, what was more realistic was 140 points. Okay, let's okay, do that. 140 felt more realistic given that. It's gonna change week to week, game to game. But I 140 like is the goal. 40, 100 away, four questions to go. Okay. Let's do this. 40. All right, number three. The most tío slash uncle name, you said Tío Loco, um, which, you know, I guess that might be a nickname. Mm -hmm. Might be a nickname. I don't know how many people are their birth names are local. Oh, you wanted like an actual name. I wanted a yeah, like a no. name. Okay. Yeah, not like not like a like a like a yeah. Like oh okay. Yeah, so. tío loco. I I'm, I feel because I'm gonna be honest. That's zero points. <laughs> that's zero points for tío loco. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give you a do over on that one okay. because I feel charitable. All right, thank you. So it's yeah. just a name of like of 
like like a, like a person's name. Okay. Like just like a person. Like your name yeah, is Francisco. Yeah, yeah. My name's Daniel. Daniel, whatever. So it'd be Tio Daniel. It would be Tio Daniel. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Don't say Daniel because no. nobody said Daniel. All right. Uh, so what's um. Tio Jose. Tio Jose. That is a good one. That is a good one. Tio Jose would net you 20 points. Okay. okay. So 20 points for Francisco. That's good. 20 plus 40, 60, 80 points to go. Nice. To get to the 140. Not bad. All right. Number four. Something you put in tamales. You said hot sauce. Yeah. Right? Picante. Yeah. Algo picante. Un chile, una salsa, yeah. something like that. And that is a top answer for 17 points. Okay. All right. Uh, some of the other answers that we had were pork was the number one answer. Oh. Uh, chicken, chile was the number three Oh, answer. like inside. Okay. Yeah, like inside. Okay. I mean, yeah, something, I mean, yeah, something you would put in, in, the, in uh, inside, oh, got it, got you know, it. tamales. Got it. Uh, okay, so that is 17 plus, what was, uh, Jose was 20. 60. So that's six, so we got 60 plus 17, 77. 77. 77. All right, next up. What you call someone you don't like in Spanish? Pendejo. Pendejo. Pendejo was the number one answer. Nice. 42 points. A lot of people saying yeah. pendejo. Uh, a lot of people saying uh, hijo de la chingada. Mm. Pinche viejo. Mamón. Cabrón. <laughs> estúpido. Pinche perro. Menso. Pinche wey. And idiota. Only one idiota, which what? I was surprised. Just one? Just one idiota it, out of 100 he's people. probably the idiot. Just one, <laughs> one idiota. Pendejo, though. I feel like pendejo just like, you know. It just feels it, it nicer. Is, it because is the, pendejo, is, it doesn't have to be. Idiota is like a little too much, I think. Like, if you call somebody idiota, it's like, wow, a lot. But, like, pendejo's kind of like, it's still kind of right, like you did something dumb. Yeah, because here's someone you don't like. I don't like him. Medio pendejo. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. If it's somebody you hate. Yeah, idiota. But idiota, yeah. yeah. I mean, idiota just feels like too much work. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. Idiota. It's, yeah, too, many it's like too many syllables. Yeah, pendejos like pendejos just, just like, well, oh, yeah, pendejo. It's three, pendejo. It's three syllables, the same thing. I know, but it likes the p. Yeah. And no, the it flows better. Phonetically, it sounds it sounds nicer. I like it more. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, that, that was 42 points. Uh, we had 60. 42 is 102 plus 17 is going to bring us to 119 points. Ooh. Francisco, so 21 you are 21 point. points away. Ooh. Coming down to the last one. Damn. Okay. What was the last one? Last one. A celebrity closest to being a saint. Ugh. I went to American. You, but went, I to, you went to American. You said Tom Hanks. I should have said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, They're going to be like, what, like Luis what Miguel or something? I don't know. Okay. All right. Or, Tom Hanks, four points. Oh. Four well, points for Tom Hanks. The fact that they got it still yeah. is pretty good. Now, the top answer, number yeah. one answer, no one. <laughs> really? No one. People were like, no one is a saint. No one is close. A saint is a saint. No celebrity is closest oh, to being a very, saint. Oh, God, I got it, I got it. He was very these Catholic. Are, these are like very like... Mexican Catholics, yeah. Just like, is, just, like, just like hardcore religious Catholics. There's no living person that can be a saint. That could be a saint. Although yeah. aren't saints... Weren't saints... Saints li are living, living people. Yeah, yeah. they're so, like the people that were alive and they became saints. So. Some of the other answers were Selena... Uh, okay. Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Keanu. What Keanu the was the number three answer. A lot of love for Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. Uh, Juan Gabriel. Uh, uh, Marco Antonio Solis. Okay. Um, Buki. Yeah. Marco Antonio Solis just looks. He looks like, like a saint. Like a saint. But like, I, I love how many musicians they are. Like, all, I know. like it's oh all yeah, musicians. Because yeah. you know, all you know, famous musicians are known for just being godly yeah, yeah, yeah. and saint-like figures who never commit sins. <laughs> uh, Vicente Fernandez. Uh -huh. um, yeah, what's another one? Uh, the Rock. Was also the on rock. there. The rock oh. was on there. Uh, so, unfortunately, Francisco, 
I didn't make the cut. You yeah. didn't make the cut. You didn't I, make the, the eggnog messed me up. That was that one. The eggnog was a bad that, start. That a if bad you start. got the eggnog right, I just then we would have made it. I would have just got something. But yeah, I don't know why I went I don't eggnog. think Cerveza would have taken you over. But regardless, <laughs> you took the time to let me come into your home. Yes. You offered me beverages. When I, I did. I offered you eggnog. You offered me, <laughs> you offered, yeah, you offered me a, a bevy of beverages. No, I offered you a coffee, which was one of the answers. Well, one of the answers, you offered me carrot juice. Carrot juice uh, could be an answer, too. Was not an answer. Cranberry juice. These, these cram- yeah, no. Aloe vera juice. Is this all the juice? Why do you have so many juices? I said juice cleanse. All right. Yeah. But because you let me into your home, because you offer me juices, because you play this game, I'm still going to give you the $10. Oh, wow. So okay. uh, congratulations. Give it up for Francisco Ramos, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Thank uh, you. Now, listen, where can uh, everyone find you, Francisco? Uh, well, they can, you know, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at F Ramos Comedy or F Ramos Comedy or on Twitter, Francisco Ramos. And then on, uh, you can Google me as well for... And then find me, Francisco Ramos Comedy, and then I got my website and everything right there. YouTube and everything. All right, so find Francisco uh, on the web and give it up for him. Now back to you, you. All right, and welcome back. Hope you all enjoyed those two games. Give it up for our special guest. Uh, You can follow them right here. Now, I'm going to be honest, I didn't record this. Uh, well, I recorded this part before I recorded those segments, so I don't know who the special guest is for this week's episode. Uh, I haven't gotten confirmation from them yet, so I don't know who they are. Or I also, And I also don't know whether they won the game or lost the game. So if they won the game, felicidades, congratulations. Uh, if they lost the game, sorry. Uh, but what I can do is I just real quick want to go through some of those questions on the uh, on the game, on the, the Taco Truck Game Show, and uh, want to talk about what some of those answers are and give some context, because some of y'all listening might be like, I don't, I've never heard of these things, um, since it seems like most of the people that I surveyed uh, were part of the, were either, you know, Latinos, Latinas, or Latinx. Uh, so... Let's 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 provide some context. Why don't we? Uh, so number one, something Mexicans drink on Christmas. Some of the top answers were ponche, uh, champurrado, and uh, cafecito. Cafecito, obviously, a little café con leche, a little coffee in the morning makes sense. Uh, champurrado is like a Mexican hot chocolate, uh, and then there's ponche. Ponche is like a punch, uh, which pretty much the ingredients are uh, tecojo. Tejocotes, uh, guavas, prunes, apples, pear, piloncillo, which is like brown sugar, uh, sugar cane, cinnamon, tamarindo, which is like a hibiscus flower, and then rum uh, to taste. Or if you're just, you know, trying to get saucy on Christmas morning, maybe you throw a little extra rum in there. Maybe you're like Jason Siegel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hey, can I... Uh can I get a little uh, rum with a, a little side of pineapple juice? Uh, I think it's pineapple juice with a little side of rum. But, you know, want to get saucy. Maybe, you know, hair of the dog, you go ahead, you throw some rum in there. Maybe your kids are driving you crazy. You need to just settle on down. You need to take a breath and you need a little little rum to help you out. And this helps mask it. But, you know, just in general, it should be a warning. Uh, If you put too much rum in your ponche, then you might ponch somebody. (laughs) A dad joke. Moving on, number two, New Year's Eve superstition. Uh, some of the ones that they talked about, uh, 12 grapes. Uh, you eat 12 grapes. Uh, each grape represents one month of the following year. Uh, another one is uh, luggage. Uh, you take your luggage and you walk around the block with it, which hopefully will bring you good fortune in the following year to travel more. So you're looking to travel, you do that. And, of course, the infamous wear colored underwear um, so that you have – 
good fortune in the following year for your like love and sex life. So, you know, looking, looking to spice things up, looking to find that partner either, you know, uh, on a long-term level or just looking to have some fun, wear some colored underwear. That's right. Get those red panties out and, uh, have a good time. Are they panties? If you're a man, yeah, dude, whatever. All right. Don't be uncomfortable with it. Put on some panties, bro. It's okay. Tidy whities dyed red panties. All right. It's all semantics at that point. Does it matter if the end result is good for you? I didn't think so. All right. Um, some of the other questions, the most Theo uncle name, for some reason, all of the names ended up starting with J, like most of them, a lot of Juan's, I think Juan was the number one answer it ended up being, I could be wrong, uh, Jose, uh, Jesus, um, I don't, J, J, very common Theo uncle name. Um, then number four, something you put in tamales. I don't, I haven't reviewed those answers yet. Uh, so we'll see, but you know what, uh, tamales are and listen, I, I've, I've made a video about this before, but we're just gonna, I, I want to let it be known for all of maybe, uh, I'm not even gonna say just like Anglo people or like, you know, anybody who is not, uh, not familiar with it because listen, I'm Latino and I messed this up. Um, but tamales is the plural version. All right. But it's not a tamale. Okay, there, that is not a thing in the language. It's a tamal, T-A-M-A-L. You don't put an E at the end of it. Uh, that's that's a super Americanized thing. Um, but also, if you do it, I'm not going to judge you because fucking I, I mess up. So who the fuck am I to tell you what you're doing wrong? I'm in no place. Uh, then what do you call someone you don't like in Spanish? I haven't reviewed those answers, but I imagine uh, cabron, uh, way. No, not way, pero como pinche cabron. I don't know. We'll see what those answers are. Uh, but if you if you heard them, go ahead and Google them before you tell anyone that. Uh, and then lastly, a celebrity closest to being a saint. Um, I should have reviewed those before I did this. Really, guys? Listen, I need to prepare just a little bit more for the next one. That's what all this is. This is a process. I, I do this. I prepare as best as I can. I do it. I reflect. I learn from it. I improve. So moving forward, when we do this game, I'm going to make sure that I actually look at all of the answers for all of the questions and be able to respond accurately to put in context. For now, if you heard something that you didn't understand or that I didn't explain, then Google it. Expand your knowledge. Expand your horizons. It does nothing but good things. Now, in the spirit of expanding our horizons, about learning more about different cultures and, you know, expanding our knowledge of the world. And I say this uh, as somebody who is not the best at it. You know, I try. I try to make the effort to travel and to learn about other countries and other cultures, but we can always all be better. And it takes, all, all it takes is getting on your phone, getting on your computer, Googling some things, doing some research, picking up a book, uh, and learning more about where people come from. And, uh, and, and that helps inform, you know, the, 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 the experiences they may have and inform the human experience. And just in general, you also find the universality in so many of these things. Um, because I love when people are like, Oh, Catholic guilt, ah, Jewish guilt, ah, Mexican guilt. I'm like guilt. You mean the secret weapon of every mother everywhere? It's like we, a lot of these things do track, but I do think that we all have these sort of like broad um, understandings of maybe different countries or different cultures. And sometimes those broad understandings and assumptions are just that assumptions. And I think the more that we learn, the better. And sometimes it's getting into the nitty gritty and, you know, digging deeper into the surface. And there's a lot of real cool 
interesting stuff under there. So with that said, uh, we're going to dig into uh, this last segment of this podcast, uh, otherwise known as La Cultura. La Cultura. Five facts about a culture. And today we're going to start with Mexico, with Mexico. Um, Now, let's start with number one. Mexico is home to the third highest volcano in North America and also the smallest volcano. So uh, Pico de Orizaba is the highest mountain in Mexico and the third highest in North America after Denali of Alaska in the United States and Mount Logan of Canada. Um, And it is on the border uh, between the states of Veracruz and Puebla. So yes, Mexico does have states. Who would have thunk? They they do. Um, uh, and then uh, as far as the smallest uh, volcano, um, I'm probably going to mess this up. It, sometimes That's the interesting thing because you have the Aztecs and you got I mean, you, there's okay. The Cuexcomate volcano. Cuexcomate, Cuecomate. I think it's probably Cuecomate. It's C U E X C O M A T E. I think that's Cuecomate. I think the X is silent. Or if it's not, then it's the Cuexcomate. Or Cuexcomate. No, there's no there's no accent. So Cuexcomate, Cuecomate, volcano. Uh, and that is in a suburb of the city of Puebla. So Puebla is about, I don't know, it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Is it southeast of Mexico City? I think it is. Let's 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 double check that, you know? Why not? What's another I gotta I gotta preach, I gotta practice what I preach. And I can see Puebla to Mexico City. Let's see. It is. Two hours and 11 minutes. Southeast. Did I say southeast? Did I say southeast? I I think I might have said southwest, but I got the, I think I said southeast and maybe I'm just dyslexic when it comes to my directions. Uh, but yeah, it's two hours southeast uh, of Mexico City. So uh, that's, uh, that's the first fact of the day. Um, number two, birth control. Uh, was invented uh, in Mexico, at least one of the early iterations of it, by a Mexican chemist, uh, Luis A.E. Miramontes, so Luis E. Miramontes, along with two other researchers, Carl uh, DeGerasi, it's DJ, so is that like Norwegian, um, and George Rosencrantz. Uh, and the reason it was actually invented in Mexico is because in order to develop it, they needed a chemical called progesterone. Progesterone. It's progesterone. Progesterone. Testosterone? Progesterone. Yeah, progesterone. It's <laughs> progesterone. I'm saying it like it's a fucking pasta. Like, oh, uh, do would you like the linguine or the progesterone or the ravioli? No, progesterone. So it needed a chemical called progesterone. And the easiest and cheapest way to get progesterone at the time was from a Mexican breed of yam. So this was in the 1950s. I think it was 1950. So there you go. That's number two. Number three, Mexico City is sinking. Uh, This one's actually uh, really interesting. Well, the other two are also interesting, but this one is also interesting. Uh, So uh, the ancient Aztecs who were conquered by the Spanish under the conquistador Hernán Cortés in the 1500s, they were the first ones to build a city in that region. And they built their capital where Mexico City is now, uh, and it was called Tenochtitlan. I think that's right, Tenochtitlan. Uh, I mean, I'm reading it, Tenochtitlan. I think that's right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I have issues with Aztec pronunciations. I don't have the confidence in it. Like I, th- It could be correct, but my confidence is lacking heavy. I have the confidence um, in my enunciation of Aztec things as I do in being able to do anything on a basketball court. Um, 
And so they built their capital on a valley of large lakes, and they left the natural water supply intact surrounding the city. So you had the city, and you had this natural water supply uh, around the city. Uh, and in periods of heavy rain, the city would be flooded, but they, you know, were able to build uh, a system that was able to handle all of that. Now, after the Spanish conquered the indigenous population, they quickly expanded their empire over the next few centuries. They colonized and gentrified like a motherfucker, depleting the surrounding lakes almost entirely. Uh, this is according to NPR. Uh, I don't know why I'm sourcing it. Like, this is like a college essay. Like, oh, here's my bibliography. Uh, but yeah, so pretty much you had the city, you had the lakes surrounding it, but they built on top of those lakes, so that water supply is gone. And after Mexico became an independent nation in 1810, the surface water near the city was more or less depleted. Now, the city pipes in some 30% of its water from rivers and lakes, you know, far off. So it pipes it in far off. That's like 30%. But um, an increase in portion of the capital's water also comes from the large aquifer under the city, uh, causing it to sink lower and lower year after year. So you have the city, and they're bringing water from far away, but they also have this, this body of water that exists underneath, this aquifer that they're pulling from. But naturally, as they're you know using this water and taking this water, it's creating a vacuum that's causing the city to just sink lower and lower little by little. And sooner or later, that water will run out. Um, so that's why there are like buildings that'll be like a little bit crooked or a little bit off, uh, you know, just kind of leaning. Uh, that's actually where the cholo lean uh, originated from. You lean like a cholo, you lean like a building in Mexico City. <laughs> Moving on, number four um, Arabic roots in the language uh, remain. Um, so. Naturally, there, there, there are Arabic roots uh, in the Spanish language, um, and when the Spanish, you know, colonized and and conquered uh, mo most of Latin America, uh, they gave Brazil, they gave the they gave Brazil to the Portuguese. But when they conquered all of that, uh, you know, the Arabic roots uh, have actually remained in the language uh, in certain countries. I believe, from what I read, and I could be incorrect. I'm saying this, I could be wrong, uh, but the, a lot of the Arabic roots in the Spanish language in Spain have kind of gone away, but they remain um, in different Latin American countries, specifically in Mexico, from what I read. Uh, so, you know, a couple of examples, ojalá, um, which is like hopefully, uh, the Arabic root of that word is inshallah, uh, which is God willing, if Allah wills it. Uh, then there is azúcar, which is sugar, and then there's azúcarú. Uh, which is sugar in Arabic. Um, and then there is fideo, which is noodle in Spanish. And then there is fidu, which is noodle in Arabic. And yes, I did do the Google Translate thing where I listened to the, the pronunciation of it and then did another one to match it. So if that's wrong and I mispronounced them, mispronounced them in Arabic, then Google failed me and I shall be corrected. Um, let's see... And finally, this is the last one, last last fact. Mexico City, they have a system uh, which is hoy no circula, uh, which essentially Mexico is like one of like the most polluted uh, cities in the world. And in an effort to combat that, they passed this piece of legislation a long, long time ago where like one day a week, um, your one weekday uh, a week, you cannot drive your car. And depending on like your license plate number determines which day of the week that is. Uh, and I think they expanded it to Saturdays in 2008. 
eight. And I believe that this is still a thing. If it isn't, my bad. But it definitely was, and I believe still continues to be a thing. And there's a fun story. Uh, my grandma, my abuela, when you know she she got divorced from my grandfather, and then she had like a boyfriend, and then. Uh, but then that didn't work out. But then the the last relationship that she had uh, was with this wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, his name was Sammy. And Sammy, he was an Orthodox Jew. And, uh, you know, on Fridays, what he would do is he would drive his car from his apartment to Temple. And then he would, uh, you know, go to Temple and then he would walk back home because on Shabbos, on Shabbat, he was Shomer Shabbos, which means, you know, you don't, uh, you don't use any electronics, you wouldn't use a car, you don't, you know, you can't turn on an oven, uh, you wouldn't use your phone, you're essentially just, you're, you're turning it all off, you know, for those 24 hours or so. Um, but his no, no, no drive day was on Fridays, right? So he wouldn't drive on Fridays and... He wasn't allowed to drive on Fridays, but he would drive it from the apartment to the shul because it's a short drive. And like, what are the chances that anything's going to happen? And one day he was driving to shul. He was driving to temple and a cop pulls him over uh, for driving on the day that he is not supposed to be driving. And the cop is essentially hinting for a bribe. But my grandfather, I call him my grandfather. He's not my grandfather, but you know, he was, I mean, he, he definitely played, played that uh, semblance of that role. Uh, when he was with us and he, he was like, I can't bribe you. I don't have my wallet cause it's Shabbat and I can't carry a wallet. Like you can't carry anything. So this dude's driving, he's got no wallet, no money to bribe this cop. And what essentially ended up happening was the cop followed him back to his apartment. He went into his apartment, took out money to bribe the cop, gave the cop the money. And then, <laughs> and then was like, Hey, listen, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late. Do you think you could drive me to temple? Cause I can't, you know, I can't take my car. So, you know, he just pulled up to temple in a cop car, got out deuces and went ahead and did his thing. You know, good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Uh, so there's your five, there, there, there are your five facts. That is la cultura, uh, for this week. And I'm going to keep doing it. I'll pick different countries, different cultures, different things, do my research, share some things that I find that are interesting. And hopefully together we can, you know, grow and learn and expand, uh, about our knowledge in this world. I think that sounds nice. All right, so now we're gonna finish off real quick with a little segment that I call Artist Spotlight, which is just, I'm gonna tell you about three artists that I really uh, enjoy, three, uh, three, three groups, musicians, whatever, it could change this week, all three are musicians, and I think you should check them out because I think that uh, you would enjoy them. I enjoy them for different reasons. So uh, real quick, uh, they are the Marias. Uh, they're a group based out of Los Angeles. Uh, they are wonderful, you should check them out. Uh, obviously, then there is, obviously, you, obviously, you don't know what I'm gonna say. You don't know that it's obvious. Why am I assuming that you know it's obvious? You don't know what I'm gonna say, yes? Think, think, of, think of what you think is gonna obviously be next. You got it? Okay. Los Angeles Azules. Not obvious. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with them. If you're not, uh, check them out. If you are, go back and check them out. That happens a lot, right? We find musicians or, you know, artists that we love and we really love them, but then we like get away from them. And sometimes we got to find our way back to that art because it makes our lives better. 
And, uh, and then the last one, of course, is, of course, why do I keep doing that? Well, for me, for me, it's of course. Uh, it is Natalia Lafourcade, uh, who, I mean, dude, just the best. I would play their music, but then this would get demonetized on YouTube. Not like it matters uh, because I don't think there's enough people to make much money on this. Uh, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm enjoying it. This was fun. This was a fun podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed listening or watching, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I'm excited to keep doing this. It's definitely more work than the previous iteration of this podcast, but I think in the end, hopefully, uh, it's a it's a more substantial thing. So uh, with that said, I'm going to say the same things that I say at the end of every week. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can subscribe, rate, and review, those things make a difference. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, share this podcast with friends and families. And, you know, because that's, that's how these things grow and that's how they make a difference. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I am really just grateful for all of you tuning in and taking the time to listen. If you're still listening at this point, holy shit, thank you. That means a ton. And we'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Till then, be good, be kind, and I'll see you next week. Bye.